Hello everybody, it's David Redden and Dan Proudman with our weekly Proudo and Redders cricket podcast. Good evening, Dan Proudman, sir. Redders, how are you, mate? Oh, look, this is going to be a fascinating podcast for me. We've got so much to talk about and the, the permutations this week are immense. There's so many mathematical opportunities here and uh, it really is a thrilling last round, isn't it? Oh, it is, mate. I mean, I must admit, going into, into last week, there were so many permutations and well nothing really happened at the end of it did it but um um yeah it's going to be a fascinating fascinating two weeks might certainly will be we won't dwindle dwindle too much on the results we've got a lot to talk about with the ladder and then the um what's coming up this weekend so belmont 220 uni went in at two for uh 70 chasing 220 um after day one and at one stage you were two for 110 and then collapsed on the back of Luke Muddle's remarkable five for four, Dan Bailey's three for 30, all out 148 uni. Merriweather, which Dan, I'll get Dan to talk about in a minute, ground out a very, very important win and in fact kept their season alive. After dismissing West for 79, Merriweather got them two down. Wall's End with a loss they couldn't afford, nine for 129 off 45 and Jack Hardigan, uh, Back, backboning a good response from Hamilton Wickham, 3 for 130. Stockton, 4 for 156 over Charles, uh, Toronto, 4 for 155 at Lynn. Carter, for 146, defeated by Charles Sound, 6 for 210 at Pasterfield with 40s to Dan Arms. Chris Connors making a welcome return to first grade and Lukey Hitchcock, uh, 50 out of Winchester. And I must make note, Dan Williams continues to take wickets for Carter. He's been very good this year. And in another immensely important victory, Newcastle City made 152 for eight. Uh, Mitchell Nesbitt, 47, eight, and Cahill, 39. And then Cal Fowler, five wickets. Waratah, nine for 86. In fact, that's all out because John O'Toomey didn't bat. He was injured. So in very, very important wins there, Dan Proudman to Merriweather and City. And Hamilton and Stockton consolidating their place in the fall. But as we'll talk about in a minute, it's very, very close. Talk us first of all through... West and Merriweather. How was the Decker Townsend, Dan? Oh, it was pretty good. It was underdone, I think, to be fair. Oh, Dave Edwards, we all rate very highly. He's a curator. Obviously, the week that was made it quite difficult. There was actually a couple during the week that um, you know, he was going to struggle, but Friday sort of helped out. Um, he had his, uh, his apprentice, Josh Geary, on the roll for quite some time on Friday afternoon. Yes. And look, it wasn't um, it was The deck was was probably underdone and starting that air earlier probably um, helped when, when Simon won the toss too. Um, but I still don't think it was an all-out 79 wicket. And even though we lost a couple early and, and probably were struggling a fraction at 10 to 7, it showed that, um, you know, Dave Sellip and, and Gears could, um, could sort of, um, you know, uh, really slow things down and make sure that they got there. But they put on 79 for a through. Sam O'Sullivan's had a very good year in his first year from Merriweather. He's in the top five or six of the wicket taking three for 15. I'm very pleased to see Sam Holding take three wickets, three for 19, and the veteran Tim O'Neill, two for 19, and Gears 27 off 108, and Dave set up 43, not out, and anchoring that very, very important win there for Merriweather. 
Wall's End, 9 for 129. Hamilton Wickham, really, that was quite a comfortable win and certainly consolidates Hamilton Wickham's place in the four and means pretty much, Dan, as we'll speak about in a minute, that Wall's End will be on the hunt for 20 wickets this in these next two weeks because they pretty much have to win outright. Um, Stocko, right. yes. Yeah. Stocko. I'll put my hand up first and say, you know, I thought Wall's End would have won that game, so congratulations to Hamwicks on that. I didn't know if Matt Webber would come back and take four for seven, eight off. Or 12 or whatever it was, I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, congratulations to Hamwicks. And like you said, um, you know, when you sort of even look probably a couple of hours in on Saturday, if everyone was watching the live scores, um, you know, the things were looking a little bit different than, than, than what they what they finished up, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, Uni was sort of two for 100. Yes. And looking quite good there at one stage against Belmont and then um, fell in a massive hole. Seemed to be their season. Um, and, you know, Stockton didn't have it all their own way early against Toronto, would you? Probably be a fair analysis too, I suppose, but, um, yeah, fascinating work coming up. Yeah, well, Charlton and Chad put on an excellent partnership, and Stockton only took four wickets in their 45 overs. Perhaps that game was one early on where Stockton restricted the run rate quite significantly. Um, yes, but uh, certainly Hamilton, again, that's a very good win over Walls End. And the other game that's really, really important is Newcastle City hanging on for dear life, making up an average score of 152, but then fixing up Waratah Mayfield for 86. Uh, Nathan yeah. Hunton took four for there and runs to Nesbitt Cahill. And then Cal Fowler on Alex Silo, two spinners, Fowler on Offie and Silo on left arm ortho, taking seven wickets between them. So some very interesting results, Dan. And then we go across... Um, I've got three pages open here, so we can go straight across. Then Now we go across to the ladder. Okay, and here we go. I'm going to read the top seven sides because these are the only sides that can make it. Um, even if Charlestown were to win outright, pretty much they can't make the four. So here's the scenario. In seventh place are Walls End on 40 with a quotient of 1.12. City are in sixth on 43 with a quotient of 0.86. And don't forget this number, Merriweather are 44 with an excellent quotient of 1.67. Stockton in the four, 46 points at 1.19. Hamilton Wickham on 47.97. Belmont, um, remarkably, a second with a quotient of 1.03. They're 50. And West will be the minor premiers. Uh, they're going to finish their equations 1.99. And they're on 60. So let's take West out of the equation. And we're assuming that West will play the, their semi-final at home at Harker against whoever finishes fourth. Dan, this is where it lies. If Belmont, Hamilton, and Stockton all win, that'll be the four in that order. Yep. That's right. However, then it gets really interesting because Belmont play Merriweather. Okay? City have Wests, and Walls End's got Charlestown. So if one of the top bottom two sides in the four, Hamwicks or Stockton, stumble, Hamwicks has got Toronto at Passmore, and Stockton's got Uni at um, Bernie, uh, Bernie Curran Oval. If either of those were to stumble, both Newcastle City and Merriweather can make the four with a first innings win. Walls enter in a situation where with their quotient, they pretty much have to win it outright, Dan, the way I read it. Would you concur with that? Uh, sorry, I missed that, Dave. Walls end would pretty much have to win yes. outright. They do. To get him. Yes, they do. So, yes, Walls end win. More than their 20 minutes to get in. That's right. Um, there's just two, I mean, it's a million to one. 
it's, it's, it's as simple as that. They need 20 wickets, and you would imagine that if Nathan Price wins a toss, he'll, he'll bowl. So it's the scenario is this, is that Belmont and Merriweather have an absolutely fascinating fixture at Townsend where there have been a lot of wickets falling, and both sides are bowling strong. So you, I don't think that'll be just a first innings, first innings game, Dan, although the weather forecast for this week is outstanding. Yeah, well, it is late. I think there's some rain due Wednesday, Thursday, I think. But, but who knows, really? I mean, it's been one of those seasons that wouldn't surprise me if the weather ends up playing yep. a part in, in who gets in and who doesn't. Let's hope it doesn't, obviously. But, um, you know, it may well take it. Yes, I think... I'm just not... You know, the, the way it all sits now and the way sort of... The way uni sort of folded um, after Sharma got out on, uh, on Saturday sort of... You would have to think that they might have had enough. Um, you know, uh, Adrian Chad and his boys have been really unlucky with the weather this year. So, who knows if they might have had enough as well. Um, so, you know, I would think that the top four are still obviously um, all odds on, I, I reckon, to, um, to finish there. Um, there need, really needs to be a stumble. I wouldn't rule out um, an outright at Townsend, but, you know, unlikely, I would have thought. And the, and the interesting thing is, Dan, is that both Merriweather and City can win, but they, they it is possible for them to win and actually not make the four. Yes, that's right. Um, yep. That pivotal game, the, the, the pivotal games for in and around, the game in the top six, City have West, so that's 1v6, and 2v5 is Belmont v Merriweather. So those games are massive, and interestingly... As I, I made a point of Merriweather's quotient, uh, looking at this, Merriweather can't actually finish tied with anybody on the scores, which is really quite an oddity. Belmont will, unless there's an outright, Belmont will finish either on 51 or 56. Merriweather um, can finish on 50. So you would think that Belmont's got a real good show at getting a home final at Pat Carl Oval, but... They've got to beat Merriweather. So the the permutations, we'll go through the whole drill in a minute. They're massive. Wall's End's got to take 20 wickets. You wonder whether... I don't think City's going to beat West outright at Harker. They might beat them, but they're not going to take 20 wickets, I wouldn't have thought. The game that's, I think, got the most chance of 20 wickets is Merriweather and Belmont, because as we've just discussed, they've got two very good bowling lineups. Stockton and Uni, anything's possible there. Hamlicks and Toronto, anything's possible there. But you would think that the sides in the four could make up the four, but wow, it could be a very interesting scenario come six o'clock this Saturday night, Dan, after day one. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's going to go through. It may well go through to six o'clock Saturday week two. I know that a couple of years ago we were, we were watching something on my career. I think we were at Cardiff, maybe. I can't remember who was getting in and out. Somebody in a ball to, to, to knock us out, knock us out in the, in the fifth. And wouldn't surprise me if, if that happens again. Um, is, there was a couple of years ago too. I think we beat West Sarah. Um, I was going to say, isn't um, there a video on the Merriweather Facebook page of Cuddles hitting a square drive to get you in outright in the last round, get you in the finals? <laughs> Am I right? So, you know, there's all those, like you said, there's all those, those brilliant permutations. That's what makes it so good. And that's what makes the competition so so good. It's, it's, um, you know, and you know, I, I do like the other mathematical possibility. There, there is, if you actually look at Charles there still is a mathematical possibility there, I believe. Um, if everyone gets beat in front of them, they went outright. Yes. Um, 
if, if Stockton get beaten out, if Stockton get beaten out right as well, so they're not without a sniff, but it's a very, very, very out. Yeah, it's four hundred million to one. Yeah, but, um, yeah, many bets. I won't have five quid on it, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think Benchy would, you know. <laughs> Hello, Benchy. If you're listening, great man. Um, but just before I go over to the fixtures, what's fascinating, Dan, we spoke about outrights much earlier in our podcasts, and there's hardly, but in fact, there's been none because of all the weather in the last six to seven weeks. The three teams on top are the only three teams that have won outright all year. And how important is that? And also, how important right now is that Meriwether Newcastle City fixture? Where I think City ended up nine down in the second dig, did they not? Yeah, they did. Yeah, probably batted. I think it was round. It was double figure overs anyway. It might have been twelve or fifteen overs they batted that last week or two. Um, after just getting over the top of us um, in the first innings. But it, you're saying that's too, Dave. I mean, it, I sort of mentioned it to a few of the boys too. You don't want to cherry pick these things either. I mean, we, yep. we were probably a sniff against Waratah. As well, we, we got first inks points in the first day against them. We were 40 or 50 in front, albeit nine down, um, washed out second week. Still get six points when everyone else gets two, don't get me wrong. But, yes. you know, that was a possible 10 pointer game there as well. But in saying that, we've had washouts where we've probably been on the on the wrong side. We were five for, five for 50 odd against uh, against Wall's End only um, last game, and, um, and we'll stop them probably in the box seat against us. In a game, and Lynn was washed out too. So, well, there you can, you know, throw a couple of arguments in there that, um, you know, we could have a few more points if we taken wickets here and there. And, and and you knew that game against City as, as soon as that game finished, that, um, you know, there was a fair chance it was going to come up and bite us on the backside at the end of the season because of our sl- such a slow start. But we shouldn't cherry pick these things, all the, you know. Um, could have got beat quite easily against Bulls End only a couple of weeks ago, if not for rain. And, Statistical man, just before we go across the fixtures, the team with the least amount of runs scored all year, admittedly they've had four draws, are in third place, Hamilton Wickham. They've scored 1,314 runs, and that's 700 less than both West, Wests and Stockton. That's an extraordinary stat. That really is quite amazing. Um, so, yeah, it is. Anyway, we shall see. So that's the ladder, and... Now on to the games, and here they are in order. Wolds End host Charlestown at George Farley Oval. Meriwether host Belmont at Townsend. Cardiff host Waratah Mayfield at the Pasterfield Sports Complex. West So City at Harker. Hamwicks host Toronto Workers at Passmore. 
and Uni hosts Stocko at Burnie Curran Oval. So the games that are, the, there is only one game in all of that that has no mathematical equation into the four, and that's Cardiff and Moratar. Every other game um, has something to do uh, with what's going on in the finals. Walls End and Charlestown, really, someone's got to take 20 wickets for that to be extremely relevant, but it could happen. Merriweather and Belmont's a massive fixture. Western City is much bigger for City than it is for West. West can just get ready for the finals now. Hamwicks and Toronto, Hamwicks just have to win. And Uni and Stocko, again, Stockton, who um, we haven't won very much at Uni in a long time. We're probably due, and um, I'm sure Uni will put up a good fight there, Dan. So it's a great, it's a fantastic finish to the season. And the other thing too, I think, which we haven't really spoken about a lot, and that's because I really haven't done the maths or that well on it, and that's actually not on my cricket, is the club championship still close to, isn't it? It's very um, very close. It, it's not on my cricket. I know, I know there are a couple of teams vying for that. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and I know that Stockton's in the mix there. So it'll be very interesting to see what that, when those figures get published um, through the grades. And for, for clubs like, for people like you and me, those club championships mean an enormous amount. And for most people in, in town, because it shows depth and consistency through the grades, something that your club ha- has been for many, many years. Um, yeah, and it's, it's something that our club's always held. Um, as the highest accolade for the year. Um, and I, I did love Fozzie's quote in the paper on Saturday. About Finland? Um, some, some might have thought to stop them into the club championship would be like Finland leading the, <laughs> the medal count at the Olympics, which is just an outstanding quote. I, I, I hope he didn't lie in bed all night thinking about it and just came down because it was outstanding. Yeah, that, that's pretty good, I must admit. Dan, just before we go, I'd love to get your feedback Um you made your debut as a zone scorer at the state final in Goulburn a couple of weeks ago. On a, and it's a very big Sunday down there at Seaford Oval, Riverina and Newcastle. Um, I spoke a bit about it in, in our podcast last week. I'd just like to get your feedback and how you found the whole day and the performance of our guys and, and what you thought of the whole thing, um, sitting there watching every ball as you did. Well, firstly, it was a, you know, a, a privilege and an honour to actually go down and and spend a couple of days with, with those lads and, and, and do what we did. Um, it was also good to jump on their coattails and go straight into the final and watch them too. But um, you know, their performance was um, was outstanding. Um, you know, on a, on a pitch that, that probably wasn't up to the standard that um, many thought that, that could have been. Um, I thought they were um, they were firstly brilliant to get about you know, 188, I think they ended up with, and um, and then. You know, being able to do what they did with the ball um, under you know, extreme pressure that a country form does um, shows how good they are. I mean, there was fantastic individual performances, obviously. Um, Chatty was uh, extraordinary, and um, uh, uh, Ryan McKenna was fairly handy with the bat, and there was a couple of others that, uh, that definitely hung, out, hung around there for a while with him, um, including young Aidan Cahill, who had a massive bomb on the one of the girlfriends of the opposition's car windscreen. Yep. Um, but no, just I think a wonderful performance. And congratulations to to, um, to Nick and and Bills and and all of the squad um, for firstly getting there and and then winning. You know, um, in the end, quite comfortably when uh, and when you were considering that they were what was it seven for seventy two? I think at one stage that. That's um, right. Um, yeah, you know, it just shows the depth. First, the depth that that squad has. Um, and also the tenacity. It's not the first time they've, they've had to face adversity and, and come through the right way. They just seem to keep winning the big moments. 
I did that again in Goulburn um, and did it extremely well and celebrated accordingly, obviously. Yeah, look, it was a terrific performance and they worked very hard and credit to the leadership of Shane and Nick and um, the guys ground out or found a way to get 188 and that, that was worth a lot of runs. And I also think one thing that's been understated is the performance in the field. There was one slight misfield, but some good catches taken. There was pressure all the time. Ben Balkan pulled off an absolutely sublime piece of keeping to take a leg side stumping off Adrian Chad. So, you know, overall, good performance. But as gl- I'm super glad to see that, uh, to, to, to have you there and, and, and to witness what um, Newcastle's 17th championship out of 30, which is a terrific record, outstanding. And um, this, this is an even dedicated side with no great superstars. Uh, and in, 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 in prior years, we always had top, you know, absolutely superb cricketers. Well, this is a very even bunch of dedicated lads who've uh, produced very well against a, a pretty deep and talented river in a side, it must be said, but good performance. Well, that's, that's right, Doug. I mean, you, you were spot on when, with the preview, saying that, you know, these guys, had, this, this team at River Arena were, were a very talented team, and, they, and they, look, they did show that. And they, and they were in Newcastle's face early. There's no doubt about that. There was a couple of against them. thought they were taking on Lord. So um, they were very much in Newcastle's face, and, and obviously thought they were extremely... Um, big extension at seven to seven, um, but like I said, um, once again, when the when the big moments are needed, and and you know the backs are at the wall, um, Newcastle just seemed to, to be able to perform better than most, and um, you know they, they lean on individuals, um, but different individuals a lot of the time, and I think that's what makes that take really special. Um, any one of those guys could have um, performed at one, um, and um, you know, when they needed to. Um, and there were a couple that they leaned on here they hadn't leaned on before. Yep. Um, Aiden's um, first spell um, in, a, in a Newcastle hat was um, was quite something, really, wasn't it? And, um, and then obviously Chatty coming on and doing what he did with the, the perfect Adrian Chad top wicket. Um, exactly. You know, uh, just, took, just took it Newcastle's way. So congratulations to all of them, especially to. It's no fluke, is it? No, no, it's not. And I know that there's people in your club, particularly the King, who I know would be sitting back quietly nodding his head because he's a hard worker, always has been, and good good things often come, but don't always come, but this, this particular group has worked very hard. So congratulations to the lads, and again, great to have you there, mate. Dan, that, that uh, concludes our Pat Owen Redders podcast for this week. I very much look forward to catching up with you next week. There'll be some... I'm sure there'll be some fascinating cricket. I'm sure that my cricket will get absolutely hammered between 11 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the, in the Newcastle Lake Macquarie Council regions. There'll be some huge games on. Good luck to Merriweather and good luck to all sides, Dan. And I uh, look forward to catching up with you next week, my friend. Thank you, mate. On behalf of Dan Proudman, this has been David Redden with the Proud Owen Redders podcast for the 1st of March. <laughs>